0: Hello and welcome to the How to Hobby Podcast. I'm your host John Power, and this is episode twenty-five. My goodness, Sean, my lovely, lovely co-host. We are here, and we're only—I I feel like we're we're at the top, and we're only halfway there. If you know what I mean, it, it, we're just going to keep keep going higher, keep going. I know. Uh, we when we
1: started this this podcast, our, our journey—we had only really planned for 10 episodes. That was that was our goal. We we're going to do 10 episodes. We we're going to see how it was, what it was like, can we do this thing? And here we are 25 episodes in and I I couldn't imagine doing anything different on a weekly basis. This is such a blast and and it it makes my week go by that much faster till the next time we can
0: record. Ah. Me too, Sean. This is the the feeling is mutual. And boy oh boy, do we have a jam-packed show tonight. I, I'm so excited. We got a little special. We got a we got something Ooh, here. Yeah, we do in the studio. Uh <clears throat> super nuts of the savannah. We we came through for the listeners. Actually, Sean did, and he got the Barucas airmailed out here to us from, <laughs> from the Savannah himself. I'm telling you, this guy is amazing. He's 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 crazy. So we're gonna be trying those here to start off the show, which is going to be extremely exciting. Uh, Sean, how was Disneyland, my
1: man? Oh, man, it was it was a blast. I really, really enjoyed it. Um, it's it's Disneyland is different as you get older, because, you know, when you have the allure of your childhood, even, you know, in high school, when you need to grad night there. It was this magical place. And then you go back as an adult and, you have to find that magic again. It smells he, funny. It smells funny. More
0: trash. Way more <laughs> they,
1: kids. Whoa, and, God! So many more kids. So much more. So the lines are like ten times longer than you, they used to be when you were a kid. Kids are skipping lines now, and you're getting you know frustrated about it. Like it's it's as an adult. You gotta, hey, yeah. You, <laughs> you get back here. You got to work to find that magic again. And it, it it took some time, but I really really enjoyed it. I love disneyland i love even though i'm more of a a six flags and a a thrill ride kind of guy i really really enjoyed it and it's just fun to feel youthful and and kind of run around and have fun it also happened to be grad night actually oh so the park was filled with 17 and 18 year old kids uh lots
0: of beer and bushes
1: and lots (laughs) The BB, the BB, the, the Disney beer. patrol
0: was out on, on watch. Sean oh. joined them. He was like, Oh dude, I've got, I've got experiences. I ain't stuff like a hawk. So I,
1: I know, I know where they're at. No, it was, it was really fun. I really, really enjoyed it.
0: Well, I'm glad, I'm glad you had a good time. Uh, definitely bummed. I couldn't make it up there, but next time, next time, uh, exactly. Ne- next time. There's always next, a time, next time. Next time we want to pay out, out the wazoo for it. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll, exactly. I know that's that's my favorite thing to do. Everybody knows knows that about me. So, oh, yeah. without further ado, we're going to talk through some of our favorite topics of the evening, which is always we've got we've got Instagrams, we've got social medias, and uh, we're always ready to get engaged with fellow followers and or listeners around the world. We hear you guys, we see you guys tuned in from all over the globe, which is exciting for Sean and I being just avid travelers, we're big fans. So keep on coming out, keep on representing, but make sure to follow us as well. We have an Instagram and Twitter. That's at HowToHobbyPodcast. And the best way to get in touch with us, if you want to get directly to Sean's intercom, it is HowToHobbyPodcast at gmail.com. Make sure to say, hello, John sent you, and he will be sure that maybe hook you up with some Brukas himself. himself you never know uh and then of course we do have the infamous how to hobby podcast website and that's how to so definitely check us out and link us be sure to give us a five-star review wherever you listen to your podcast and we would love you but sean it's time it is
1: time but before we get started i i have to before, i see you i see you in the middle of that oh. tear we can't tear yet we can't tear oh. yet We got, we got to give some backstory first in case the listeners didn't listen to our last episode or they, they just missed it. I'll give you a little bit of backstory real quick. So we have in our hand a bag of Baruchas super nuts of the Savannah. This is actually something that I found through Darren Oleen. He's the host of down to earth with Zac Efron and he has the book super life. I follow his podcast. I follow him on Instagram and he own i think he began he started the company that harvests the baruka nuts his life journey has been to find the healthiest foods on the planet and his opinion is that Baruca nuts are the healthiest nut ever and they're packed with protein antioxidants fiber and light on calories they're supposed to be really good john i went with the unsalted version because we wanted to get the true taste Of the Bericus nut, but I recommend if anyone, if you haven't heard of it, pause, go check out Darren Oline's website and then uh, follow along as we,
0: we try this out. And just, just know they're good for the world. Which we are all about sustainability here at the How to Hoppy podcast. So they have a thing for
1: every pound of, or every five pounds, can remember what it is, of Bericus nuts that are sold, they plant a tree. So as if you buy them, you're actually helping the planet. Perfect.
0: Well, okay. drum roll from around Let's the world. It. We are gonna tap into these, these gold, this gold uh nut. And they, they smell very nutty. It smells like a peanut. It kind of <laughs> does it <laughs> like the most boring nut. Yeah, yeah. It does, yeah, it does I, I, smell I, like a peanut. Also, they're smaller than I would have thought. They're not as um, uh, and I've got a lot of shells in my hand as well. Yeah, yeah. Well, it says packaged with shells or shells okay. might be in there. All right. Well, that's uh, good. Um, so, well, I'm going to give it a crunchy, delicious taste. Let's do it. Hmm. Oh, I
1: meant that's pretty good. Crunchier than I was expecting.
0: <laughs> Perfect for a su- podcast. <laughs> super fun for this listeners. Is- <laughs> I don't know what they tuned in for. John
1: and I have gone off the deep end. These are actually pretty good. I can get behind that.
0: It's like a really weird. It's a strangely shaped nut. It is. It's a very strange shaped nut. It looks like a bullet.
1: I think that's why Sean's so into it. (laughs) (laughs) They kind of do, actually. They're very narrow, very actually bullet shaped. That's a good point.
0: Baruca, the bullet of the Savannah. All right. Okay. Well, that's kind of cool. Yeah, definitely not really much taste. No. Um, I, it definitely does not taste like a lot of calories. No, it does not. Not, not very much fat. So all the statistics are adding up. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it doesn't really taste like any other nut I've tried, though. It's very close to peanut, but
0: it's got something about it that's pretty good. Yeah. And then I believe the fact that it's highest in fiber, because you've got this casing. Mm-hmm. The bullet casing yes. is is for sure giving you that fiber optics. I don't even know. Why did I just make fiber <laughs> a nutrient into some sort of gun? Re- I'm going full gun reference. We are.
1: We are. All right. Well, well, for all the wrestlers that, that stayed, that hung out with us, we
0: appreciate you. That's I'm glad we tried that. That's cool. Yeah. Thanks, Sean. And, and I'm glad we both got the, uh, unsalted version. I didn't know if maybe you were going to go salted, but no, I think it was a
1: good, a good idea to go with the unsalted so we could see what it actually tastes like rather than just kind of, I think the, uh, the way that the, nutritional industry is gone it's just pack as much salt into everything we eat as possible salt and sugar let's just eat it all
0: that's pretty good well i'm i'm excited that that powered me up now i've got all the antioxidants (laughs) more antioxidants than any nut on the planet yes now we're ready for the rest of the show i'm ready to go so what we're gonna do tonight listeners which you're probably wondering these guys here to just eat nuts or are they gonna actually talk about something that's nice and filled with value. Well, of course we are. This is the how-to hobby podcast and we always pack it with value. We did a full-blown nut review in the first 10 minutes. I mean, who does that, Sean? (laughs) Second, tonight, we're going to be talking through things that have changed our lives for the better. These are things that Sean and I have implemented into our daily lives slash weekly routines that within the last 10 years that we have seen an absolutely phenomenal impact to everything we do whether it's how we interact with food uh the activity level we take into the day and and more importantly how we interact with work and i think that's the biggest one here that i want to i personally want to hone in on because work is we, we spend the most of our time, most of our adult lives working. So, and, and whether it's work at home or work at the workplace, it doesn't really matter to me, Sean, because I'll tell you when I get off work, I'm not done. I come home and I go to right to work. Yep. Exactly. My,
1: my mom said that my whole life growing up, it was, she had the job. My dad had a job and then they'd come home and they had their second job and they had to Take care of the kids and make dinner and do laundry and all of that so work work is a
0: much larger portion of our lives than people realize and work can either suck or be (laughs) great depending on how you're looking at it and and how you're shaping your everyday routine so we're going to start off with something fun and i already know that sean is oh man he's excited about this one because you know what i'm excited too and this segment is going to be called Morning Coffee or Not. So, Sean, I'm curious. Uh, we don't call ourselves the Black Rifle Coffee Boys for nothing. <laughs> um, I think I think the listeners may maybe our longtime listeners could gather. If you're new here, welcome. We are the How To Hobby Boys, but we have talked about coffee a number of times. We're not sponsored by Black Rifle, but Sean is an avid user. Of the, of the product. And he's, he's learned a ton of things from those guys. So shout out to them. Uh, They make a great product and it's in the US and we love USA based companies. Isn't that right, Sean? Yes. Yes, we do. I, I, I've been following Black Rifle for a
1: long time and even on days where I'm not drinking them. I still support them wherever I can. <laughs>
0: not drinking them. Well, I'm not drinking. Even them. days when I'm not drinking them, I'm still thinking about them because yes. I love them. That. Well, <laughs> that's good. Um, <laughs> sorry, Sean, I had to turn that one no, into a little. Please do, please do, I, please I, please I do at the expense it. of you. Um, I appreciate it. So, morning coffee or not? That is the question, Sean. Are you an everyday coffee drinker? No. <gasps> I know right you would oh think I
1: gosh. you would think I am now the majority of the week yes, I definitely do drink coffee probably at least four days a week I would say uh, most most days during the weeks so on the weekends it depends on whether I'm gonna go maybe splurge and get some coffee at, you know like oh. a Phil's coffee or something and you know kind of get something really that's more just sugar and cream not necessarily coffee. Um, uh, but Phil's coffee. yeah, Phil's coffee is a pretty good, small local, uh, coffee company. You should check out up here in San Diego. All yeah. right. But I, I am not an everyday coffee person. I really, really enjoy coffee, but I find that if I drink too much or if I don't eat breakfast, I get really, really jittery. And that's why I think a lot of people don't do coffee. And so for me, it kind of just depends on. What I have planned for the day, do I have things that are going to cause me higher stress? Like tomorrow morning, I have two meetings back to back that are very high stress meetings that require a lot of intense focus and a lot of preparation for, and I'm going to be working after we get off recording this podcast and prepping oh for my those God. meetings tomorrow. So that, that, I'm not going to drink any coffee tomorrow because I know it wouldn't be good for me, but Thursday,
0: you bet I'm going to be drinking coffee. So for me, it depends. That's great, man. And I, I love that. I think it's important. And it's such a, uh, an intimate thing to everybody's routine. Really? Mm -hmm. Um, I am the same way. Actually, you know, this about me, I think more or less, um, I have, I probably start the week off drinking coffee, maybe, Mm -hmm. maybe, uh, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Um, and it really just depends because I find that coffee for me, as much as I love it and it just brings me joy and it really does. There is sort of that tipping point where mm-hmm. it just can be a little bit too much and it brings me too much joy. And then my body says, I need some, I need water only or something. Yep. And that's typically what I do. If I don't want, if I'm not going to have coffee, I'll do a, uh, Uh, a tea, uh, an uncaffeinated tea or, uh, or just water. And I did that last week at middle of the week. Oh my gosh, man. I just felt so great. I don't know what it is. Like every once in a while, you just give it a nice cleanse. And it it, my body was like, I needed that because sometimes you, you have it. And for me, at least I'm pretty in tune with, with my body. Um, and it'll just say, ah, nah, and you know what I've been doing? There's this guy at work who really lays on the coffee like he'll I'll come in there. It is like straight jet fuel. Mm. And I will put if I see it and I can kind of smell it, No, by the by the sight, it's like black. It's like oil. And I put <laughs> I'll put about a quarter into my cup and fill the rest up with water and I'll still be like Oh. <laughs> um so that happened this week, actually. I was like, holy moly. I, I put a quarter in there and it was... Good anyway, Lord. I also only keep it to one cup because I'm not really a one to one and a half cups of coffee. Um, I tend to do like the Americano st- mm-hmm. style where I'll I'll mix in water and keep uh, a, a page right out of Sean Bennett's playbook, which is got to keep the water going while you're drinking the caffeine. And I definitely yep. feel the same way. Uh, because I just it just evens me out better. It's it, I think it's like the you need to get the the stimulant in and then and then ease it through the rest of the body if you know what I mean. So. Yep, I, I I definitely know what you mean, and that's that's a key part also to coffee. I
1: don't get people who can just slam coffee all day. Um, I know some of the people you and I used to work with, they would just drink coffee and just make crafts of coffee all day long, and I just I couldn't comprehend. How it was possible to do that i I drink two cups of coffee and I feel like I'm gonna jump out of my own skin, but I think I know all everyone's caffeine you know intake is is definitely different, but I think the most important part and what I really wanted to talk about in this this segment of morning coffee or not is that it doesn't really matter whether you drink coffee or not. it's that you have some sort of routine in the morning that you stick to That's so for right. me. I like making French press coffee, I make it the night before, and then I put it in a mason jar so I can have iced coffee in the morning. So I'll sometimes do that. Mm. And for me, it's not necessarily the coffee. Yes, I'm getting the chemicals from the coffee, but it's also taking the 30 seconds to sit there and take a couple of sips of coffee and just not think about anything. And that can help sometimes reset me more for the morning than the whole cup of caffeine possibly could. So it's about having some sort of a routine. Mm,
0: And I love that intention. You're intentionally doing something. And I feel like that's going to be an overarching theme of our entire show today when it comes to things that have changed our lives and changed them for the better. So whether you drink coffee, whether you whether you don't build in that morning routine and make sure no matter what, and this is what I tell myself, if I'm not enjoying and if I'm not enjoying my coffee, then I probably should be doing something else that day. Uh, So whatever you do, make sure you're enjoying it. And I think that's a, that's a good rule of thumb, something that as we get older, we continue to strive to do, whether we're in Disneyland or uh, at work, we're always doing that. So I'm going to jump into one of my things that I picked up over the last, I would say five years, uh, that as I've gotten older and I'm continuing to, to get, get tight. I, uh, <laughs> I gotta, I gotta limber up and I do it specifically before bed. Um, after my days, I typically have done, a, a, maybe a workout or two, depending on, I mean, I've always, I've always ridden my, my trusty steed to work. So I'm at least getting my, my ride in. And so by the end of the day, it's very nice for me to stretch out before I get into bed and something to that process after I've washed the the grime of the day away and I've brushed my teeth and I'm all clean, I can just kind of come up next to the bed and stretch out and do I have my routine I do every single night and man, it just gets me ready for, for slumber. It's like I'm almost ushering myself into the evening, uh, ready for sleep mode. And I don't know if there's anything to it, but I know I look forward to it. And it's just something I didn't really expect because I used to believe it or not, Sean, I actually did a stint. I was in theater for a while and I, I did some ballet classes when I was younger. So I, I was forced to do some pretty crazy stretches back in my Mm -hmm. day and it was painful. For us young men folk at times. Um, but now it's it's something that I really look, I, I'm just thankful for. And I think, you know, that's probably another doing something with intent, but additionally looking towards it and being thankful for whatever it is, mm-hmm. your mindset can be so positively affected. Um, and and when you when you form your day around these things, whether it's starting your day off with coffee. Or, or stretching in the morning, or a morning activity, or bookending your day in ways to make your life more, I don't even, more happy, more optimal for yourself and your, and your emotional well-being, I, I just think that's huge. So yeah. that's, that's, my, that's my first one that I've, I've really found that's, that's great. Yeah.
1: So I have a couple of questions for you. So one, how did you get started? Two, how long do you stretch for? And three, how how did you determine what stretches to do that were best for your body?
0: Oh, man. Um, that's a great question. So for me, it was I don't have a set duration, so I pretty much just do it. Okay. I would say I would say it ends up being about five minutes before bed. Okay. That's that's pretty typical. Um and, and the stretches that work for me, I think are the stretches that probably work for everybody. But the thing is, just like all activities and hobbies, they're kind of aligned in this sense. You need to go into it with patience and, and, and uh, an attitude of I'm here to learn and learn about my body and not be hard on myself um, because it's very easy to go into it and think I've got to do it perfect. I've got Mm -hmm. to go and and be there.
1: I do that every time. Every time I go into trying to get into stretching, I'm like, oh, I'm wasting my time. I'm not doing the right things. I'm not seeing returns fast enough.
0: Yeah, so I mean, I can definitely link a couple stretches in the show notes below that I think are good for everybody. But mostly they they revolve around uh, bends at the waist because the biggest area where we hold stress stress and tension is going to be at the back this this the break between your your butt and going up your back Mm, that's where you're going to be holding all that lower back really is where you're going to be holding all that tension Mm -hmm. so i focus that's the first part of my where i i do forward bends um i do butterflies um and i do kind of like one leg at a time to kind of just limber up both sides of my body. And then I'll do like a forward full lunge. Um, but again, it's when you're talking about something, I do this every day and I've been doing it for four years. Mm-hmm. Or again, I try to do this to the best of my ability every day. If I'm out on vacation, maybe I don't, maybe I forget, but that's a long time and I'm still not perfect. So again, it's just small, and over time, over six months, you'll see. Improvements. So that's my biggest thing I would say. And I would, again, don't think bounds, think I just, I'm going to try and do this and do it and look up some inspiration. I'll provide, again, something below in the show notes to give you, get you guys started and just give it a try and give it a go. And don't really have any intense expectations on what your body's going to do. I think that's the biggest part because everybody's at a different level of flexibility. Mm-hmm. And if you've sort of been an athlete or somebody who has had to stretch, you're going to be, it's going to be easier for your body to get back to it. But if your person, it doesn't matter if you're starting from square one, you can still get to the point of anybody else. And that's the beauty of the human body. So yep. great questions,
1: Sean. Yeah. Thanks for walking through all that. I I'm going to have to try it tonight. <laughs>
0: I'll hold you to it. (laughs) Perfect. So, uh, walk me through some of some of the things that have, yeah, that have changed your life. Yeah. So for me, it's, it's
1: about the same time scale as, as stretching for you. It's about five minutes. And it's something that sounds so ridiculously simple, but we tend to, to completely forget to do it is breathing. Um, For me, I I get very caught up in everything going on in life, whether it's just insane stress at work, insane stress at home, chores, tasks, making dinner, cleaning your room, doing whatever it is. It's very easy to get caught up in just moving to the next task without ever stopping to focus on what you've done and what you've accomplished. And for me, one of the best things that I've started doing at work is taking about three minutes, three to five minutes, at least once a day, sometimes twice if I can swing it, but at least once a day where I step outside and I do nothing but just actively breathe. I just stand there and I pay attention to what's around me. I'm lucky enough to have some, this really cool tree foresty thing right outside of our buildings with birds and, and insects and stuff that I can sit and I can look at. But maybe if you don't have that, you can do this too. It's just the concept of slowing down. You're not listening to music. You're not listening to a podcast. You're not, you don't even have your phone with you. I leave my phone in the office. I don't do anything except stand there and breathe. And what it does for me is it allows it the world to slow down a little bit. I can recenter and I can refocus. It takes no effort. You don't have to purchase anything. You don't have to have anything special. Anybody can do it. And I just step outside and I focus on the thing that we do on a daily basis for our entire lives is just breathe. But I do it, like you said earlier, a lot of our things we're going to talk about tonight are you're doing it with intention. And for me, it's just breathing and
0: focusing on letting your mind slow
1: down and relax.
0: And, and what are some of the emotions that this activity for you invokes it, it's always brings a level of peace
1: over me. And sometimes mm. it depends on how fast I find that peace depends on the amount of emotions I'm experiencing. If I've just come out of a really bad meeting where a client is upset and I'm struggling, it may take me a little bit longer to get to that inner peace. But I find that even if I don't find that peace immediately. When I go back into work, I feel calmer and I feel better and I'm more focused and more ready to tackle whatever the next problem is that I have to deal with. So for me, it's, it's finding that, that inner relaxation is where I start.
0: Beautiful, man. And do you find that, uh, you're actually more grateful for just being alive when you do this activity I am. I am and grateful that I I can breathe
1: and that I have decent air uh, to be able to breathe and a decent view in right outside of, of where I work. And I just find that it centers me on appreciating what I have, not focusing on the negative of everything that's gone wrong. It helps me focus on everything that has gone right and that I have access to. I have the ability to stand outside and take a couple of minutes and breathe.
0: Beautiful. Wow, Sean. Well, I love it. We're going to move on to the next set of things that I'm going to go rapid fire. I'm going to do a one, two KO punch here to the, to the listeners with, let's do it with uh, two of my things. And I, I love what you were saying there about intention. And you also brought up the key here with this entire segment this evening, which is you can do these things without any monetary uh, impact. it's, and, and again, the time is minimal. We're talking about five minutes. These are little things to just do every single, to consider really first to consider, and then to potentially do without having to spend anything. So this is an amazingly value packed episode and we hope that you're getting something out of this at this point in time, but I'm going to walk you through my next two. These kind of are synonymous with one another first and foremost, when I am, Walking somewhere, somewhere, or doing something in the world, but again, I'm going to keep it to the bounds of work because I'm I'm at work five days out of the week. I mean, I continue this throughout the rest of the the rest of my life and routine, whether I'm in work or not. But specifically, when I'm at work, if I'm going somewhere, if I'm walking to the break room, I'm hustling. I'm walking quick. I'm I'm moving with a with a purpose, with intent, and it's a if somebody wants to say hello, I'm I'm gonna stop and say hello and engage with that person with the insane the same level of intensity and intent. And they're probably like, "What the? Heck? Who is this guy? And what's he doing?" And he must have what? had that's, four cups of coffee. Yeah, that's it. That's it. He's, yeah, I'm I'm on my way to get my fourth cup. Get out of my way. Um, but I just find that it gets some of the funk off from just being. I'm in a queue now, Sean. I don't yep, have yep, the same. beauty. Yeah, I, I am living the cube life. I don't get a lot of natural sunlight unless I go outside. So I got to find these things to tackle and 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 really make me feel better about my day. And this is just one of the things i found. It really knocks the work funk off. I'll do a quick, our building is massive. So if I can go walk over to the window really quick uh, and move back. And I, I just mean, you know, I'm taking fast steps. It's not like I'm mm-hmm. running. It's more just, I'm moving, I'm getting my body to move efficiently. And I find myself thinking the same thing that you brought up, Sean, which is it reminds me that I'm grateful to have movement, mm-hmm. that I'm able to be alive. And it's not just about that analysis that I've got to get done or the deadline that's impending over my head or the, or the mountain of work. <laughs> uh, I'm able to then... Separate myself for that brief second, and we're talking again. This is fast. This is not something that I'm I'm storming around the office for hours. <laughs> um, that wouldn't be very effective, and and so I think it's it's finding these balances of getting a return out of something without having to put a lot of time into it. And this is just efficiency one on one for me. Now, moving into sort of the evening time here. Some of the things that I do regarding this quick movement, um, I'll take this into my evening and I'll do either, I found that after maybe me and my wife have watched a little TV or had dinner or, I mean, you know, after the kids have gone to bed and, and I've spent some time with, with my wife, I'll, I'll separate myself for a brief minute between going finally to bed or going and reading and just either go outside, well, usually go outside and do a, a night walk or maybe a night workout, get some get my blood flowing. Um, and then on the rare occasion where I do get to take my car out and do a little night drive, those are also fun as well. But again, taking that sort of idea of intentional, it's not gonna be very long. It's gonna be between five and 15 minutes where I separate myself from being watching something or being in the midst of being a dad, uh, and just taking some time to recenter myself with quiet, not a lot of people out. Uh, there's not a lot of action. It's just myself. Maybe, maybe I will take my AirPods and and do a little music and, and, but it just depends on the evening. So yeah, those are two things that I think I've found over the last ever since becoming a dad that it's I gotta shape it and find it somewhere. So yeah, <laughs> that's where I'm finding it. No, I, I like that. I think that's very important
1: to do and to have your self-centering time because a lot of people forget that. They get so focused on the family, the job, the the life, the responsibilities that they forget that sometimes you just need to step away for a few minutes, go for a quick night walk, get some fresh air and and recenter. I I said it a few times and it's, it may sound kind of cheesy to some people out there, but there's something about getting some time and recentering yourself and you will feel you can't put into words how much better you'll feel if you do that on a regular basis.
0: Oh man. Yep. And I feel great, Sean. I think that's one thing I will say. It bookends my night Mm -hmm. and I am ready to get, I'm like, I'm, I'm already looking forward to tomorrow's next meal or tomorrow's coffee or whatever it may be. Like it gets you primed and ready or sleep. Like, I don't know. I I just let my mind think of, man, I'm really excited for this next thing. Hey, this is coming up. It gives you a moment to really think about one, the blessings and two, like oh wow you know i have a trip coming up that's gonna be great so looking forward you know it takes me three minutes for my mind to get there and then think about it it's very fun give it a try listeners yes
1: please please give it a try i recommend everybody do it now i know you've a lot of what we've talked about so far is involved getting outside getting fresh air and i think that is incredibly important for everybody on this planet is to get out and get some fresh air but let's say you're wanting to sit inside, you're not feeling like getting outside, you want to sit sit inside, look at your phone and just, you know, veg out. And there's nothing wrong with that. Again, as long as you do it with intent, I love to veg out on my phone. This is generally how I end most evenings uh, is vegging out on my phone. I know that is it is it bad for me? Possibly. But you know what, (laughs) I'm going to do it with intention. And I'm going to make it work for me and and make me happy so the way that I generally end most evenings is definitely to do with my phone and it's two things it's social media and it's YouTube and you can argue YouTube is a form of social media but I'm going to segregate it for this the the purpose of this chat so I'll start with YouTube YouTube is an endless amount of content it is so much content that uh, there are studies on like the, the amount of hours on YouTube, it's impossible for any person to have watched all of the content on YouTube. But YouTube has a lot of incredible educational content. And I find that I can't, I struggle going to sleep without learning something. I, I try and learn something new every single day. And I love channels like Veritasium, Smarter Every Day, the very educational channels on YouTube where you can learn... I kid you not, I was learning about a math problem that will never be solved last night. Laying in bed, watching YouTube, the math problem that will never be solved. 3X plus one, look into it if you're curious. Uh, I was looking into um, all kinds of slow-mo videos and I was just learning as much as I possibly could. And that is something that I do to keep my brain active and it's just really fun to do. But I also veg out on YouTube sometimes. If If you have slight ocd like i do and you love watching people clean things i highly recommend you check out Stoffer garage or the detail geek they are two guys that detail cars and they do them to the most meticulous levels you'll never believe and it makes me inspired every time i watch it i want to go detail my car then again you don't realize how much work it actually is and why these guys make as much money as they do um But I love it. I love to veg out and just for 30 minutes and just watch these guys dedicate themselves to giving the best product to their customers. And it's just really cool. If you want to go see another one that really like restoration videos, My Mechanics is one of the best restoration channels, I think, on YouTube. He restores old things that are rusted and don't work anymore. And he fixes them up and restores them back to their original intent, (laughs) their original prowess. So I would definitely recommend that. So for me, I couldn't survive without a nightly routine of learning on YouTube or vegging out on YouTube. But again, doing it with purpose, doing it with intent. And then the last thing that I can't end a day without is social media. I know that as a whole, social media is bad. Whoa, it is. Whoa, whoa,
0: Hold on, Shine here. okay. What? We're not going to go right into social media yet. Technically okay. and technically... Well, I love first and foremost. You got to add these channels. We'll we'll add these channels. I'll get Sean to add these amazing channels because I don't even. You're teaching me something. <laughs> I haven't heard of all these guys, and I'm getting excited just listening to you. Uh, so, one thanks for that. And I do find that YouTube. I just want to really add this on as a as an asterisk because I think it is one in my mind. It's the best search engine in the world. And, and yep, it, it provides the most value to the to the viewer. Again, if you're doing with, with what you're saying, intention, and maybe even if you're not. I mean, there are, there is, but to me, it's just a beautiful, beautiful uh, source of information. And I, I definitely, I, I find myself doing the same thing. So I, I just, I agree with you, I guess is all I'm saying. And I'm excited to check these out myself. Yeah, um, we'll go no. ahead and
1: we'll put them in the show notes just so that everyone can can check them out. But I, I, I love learning. And YouTube, like you said, is a great search engine. It's a great place to learn. And it can be used for greatness. <laughs> it can be used to really build the world up uh, to become something that we all want it, to see it become.
0: Isn't it more used more prevalently
1: than google i think it is i think because for me if i have to learn how to do something if it's just a quick building a piece of furniture or doing some construction thing or hanging drywall or whatever it is i don't necessarily go to youtube the first place i go is or i don't go to google first place i go is to youtube and i say youtube how to hang
0: drywall and there are hundreds of videos to show you how to do it that's right if you need to know things new home buyers out there like myself go to YouTube. Yes. Um, all right. So tell me about your social media technique, Sean, how do you tackle the beast?
1: Yeah. So I've tried various things. I know inherently social media can be used for good, but generally it's, it's used for a lot of bad and it's led to a lot of societal issues. And so for me, I can't not have social media because it's how I stay connected to the world around me, the companies that I follow, the people that I love, I follow them on social media and I I keep up to date with them, but I have to do things that limit the craziness that social media exposes me to. I've tried various things. I've tried doing social media, like app timers on my phone to where I hit 30 minutes and the app closes and my phone doesn't give me access to them. I've tried that. It kind of works, but then all it really ends up doing is making you feel guilty for the time that you've spent rather than using it for, you know, the good that it is. And so my big thing of social media is I actively seek out things that I don't necessarily agree with because it pushes me outside of my comfort zone and you get, you don't get put in a, uh, echo chamber, but I also pay attention to the things that are making me negatively feel a negative emotion. And if I look at it, and I see a negative emotion and I feel myself start to get sucked into the psychoness that can be social media. I just swipe past whatever it is. Mm -hmm. I don't have the time in my life to worry about other people trying to make me upset. And so if I see something that I don't like, I just move on to the next thing and I find the next cute puppy video and I find the next video of a kid, you know, doing something cute and it makes me happy. And I see then somebody ranting about something. I swipe to the next thing. And so for me, it's not getting sucked into this eternal swipe of social media, just continually moving on to the next piece of of content. I look at it, I hone in on it, I see how it makes me feel, and I move on to the next thing if I don't like it.
0: Wow, Sean, you're doing the opposite. Most people see something and say something, you're going seeing something and moving past. I mean, this is we got to change the slogan here and really start to (laughs) slap it all over social media because I think that would- We do because people get so sucked into
1: wanting to convince other people to think the way they do. And for me, it doesn't matter if I don't, if we don't think the same, that's okay. That's yeah. we're I'm supposed always, to be about.
0: <laughs> I'm always trying to get people to listen to the how to hobby boys. And they're always like, no, what do you no. Why would I do that? And I'm like, but, but we're great.
1: <laughs> no, but it, it literally comes down to how happy do you want to be? You can get completely sucked into the crap of social media and the arguing and the bantering back and forth, or you can look at it. You can kind of laugh at it. You can chuckle and say, those people just wasted 15 minutes of their lives. They're never going to get back. I'm not going to, I'm going to move on to the next thing that makes me happy. And that's, that's all I had to do. And I started, it completely changed my relationship with social media. Beautiful.
0: Well, I think those are some great things for people to take home unpack and really start to try and put into practice because uh, it's it's rampant man and it's something that that can really really spiral I don't actively use social media the closest thing I use is YouTube it is a form mm-hmm. of social media I acknowledge that but I genuinely try to do the same thing you do and I just don't have time anymore in my life which I'm actually grateful for I just mm-hmm. i don't have time to be on my phone for anything other than paying a bill making a call or trying to log something on Shaba that's which, okay, there's my social media. I'm, I'm on Strava. Check me out. John Power plays. <laughs> Give me a follow. <laughs> Give me a follow. Um, all right, Sean, but we're going to close the show out tonight. We got a rip-roaring last segment for the listeners. Let's do it. This one here brought to you by The Power Household. And this one's called Alcohol or Nots. Ooh, I like it. So we
1: start the day with, with coffee or not, and now we're trying to figure out, do we end the day with alcohol or
0: not? That's right. Well, and, and I'm just genuinely curious, like all the listeners around the globe, does Sean and John indulge in the, they talk about beer every once in a while, but do they actually indulge? It's a question on everybody's mind. So what is your thought? Are you an alcohol or are you not? I'm in the middle. I'm in the middle. It's it's hard to answer.
1: For me, I drink certain types of alcohol because I love the flavor. I don't necessarily drink to get drunk. Um, I don't really like the feeling. I mean, sometimes I like a quick buzz if I'm trying to be social or I'm I'm going out. But for me, like last night, I had a miculada, homemade Michelada. So I did Corona some hot sauce and some Clamato juice and some lime juice. And for me, it wasn't about drinking to get the buzz. It was drinking because it tasted so good. And I couldn't, I I enjoyed it so much. And I just wanted a cold Michelada to end my day. And for me, that's, I generally drink. I like margaritas. I like Mm. rum and Cokes. I like drinks that have really good flavors. Bloody Marys. I really like them the straight alcohol, just, just not, not for me.
0: So, so are, do you, um, if you had a choice, well, do you have a beer of choice? It sounds like you definitely fall towards more of the cocktail side. You're, yep. you're a, you're the world's culinary student. So I'm not surprised <laughs> yeah. that you're, you're following your flavor profiles to the, to the, which I, I admire. In fact, I, I think, yeah, I mean, that's, it's admirable. Uh, but yeah, do you have a beer that you would you know, I got I got to hear at least one beer oh. from you, Sean. Oh, yeah. <laughs> for me, so I, I love Corona. Corona
1: is my all-time favorite beer for two reasons. One is what I grew up being surrounded by. My dad has drank Corona my whole life. That has always been his go-to beer. So we always had Corona in the house. I grew up loving it. I love Pacifico. It's a very similar lager. I really, really like Corona. I've never been a fan of IPAs. I don't like like IPAs and I see John smiling. Cause I know that he's different, but I don't also never really been a fan of craft brew. I, Oh, I, I, <laughs> oh, I like again. I like what I like. I like Corona. Um, if they have it on tap, I'll drink it, but I'm not a big, really beer fan
0: Corona on tap
1: Corona, on tap.
0: Corona on tap. That's what Sean's <laughs> all about. And you know what? It's, it's okay because everybody has their way. Sean, I respect it. Um, now. Okay. So the question too, is which we want to include. Are, so you're, are you kind of, do you go with the wind when it comes to your consumption or are you specific? What's your intention behind the, you're not out there. Clearly you're not out there trying to just get the buzz. You're not chasing. No. We're, we're, we're way too past that. Of course. I mean, we got to be at our jobs ready to go, yep, but yep. yeah. Give me For- your, give me your flow.
1: It It is kind of with the wind. It kind of depends on the mood. If I'm trying to be social, that's another good thing of trying to out with friends or family. I'll generally, you know, grab a beer. It's just kind of a social thing. But what I focus on is the days where I've had a bad day. I intentionally stay away from alcohol because mm. my fear, I come from a family that has had addiction problems for most of my life. And I know that if I turn to alcohol as my crutch, when I'm having bad days, That'll become a thing. And I have to be really careful of that. So
0: I love that, man.
1: When I'm having a good day, I'll have a beer. When I'm having a bad day, I'll drink some water. Maybe have, have one. I'd like to be able to say I'd have some tea and calm down, but I don't. I generally just focus on water and, and really eat some really good food to try and, and recover.
0: That's, that's awesome, man. I think that's so important. And, and really to identify everybody's different. Also, we want to preface: if you are under the age of 21, don't drink. It's not <laughs> worth it. It is not that we. I waited till I was 21. I'm going to just say it right. Sean's an engineer. He waited till he was 21. So this is important for. It, it's it's important to preface this this segment. I mean, we want to drink responsibly. So first and foremost, let's let's just say that, and we're always going to preach the truth here at How To Hobby, but. Uh, I, I appreciate what you said, Sean. Um, as Sean pointed out, I am definitely a, I think I'm more of a beer guy than you. Definitely. I think most, most definitely that most definitely, uh, I enjoy, but what I have found and I, what I will say, Sean, is I am a social drinker as well. I'm not a, I kind of enjoy maybe a beer Mm. Uh, by my like uh, with my wife or something um if it's just us over the weekend uh i don't drink during the week it's just a little rule that i've set for myself fantastic rule yeah if i'm rolling in the way that i'm rolling at work and taking my intentional steps you know i'd be falling all over the place if i (laughs) um so yeah i and and as far, I mean, I got taken by the craft beer train living in San Diego for sure. Uh, came out to Phoenix and I was like, where in the world is my, where's my craft beer? Uh, thankfully there's enough here to get me, get me through. And, uh, it's not a big deal because good beer is everywhere, thankfully today. Um, but yeah, I do find that it's, I, I will, I'll check something. I'm with you though, Sean, on the older I'm getting, the more I'm liking. Allie and I had a Corona on Sunday. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, man. And also just, there's nothing like a cult. What we've been doing is we have this pool and we'll bring a beer. We have those Yeti coolers. Mm-hmm. This is yep. our little thing where it's the insulated. Uh, stainless steel. So you pop it in there, yep. Pop load the chamber and it stays cold for the entire experience. And at the pool and it's, hundred degrees, gosh, man, it's nice. It's nothing so better, nice.
1: in my opinion. It's nothing better than a cold Corona. It's not good if it gets warm. Trust me, it's one of the skunkier beers. I, I wouldn't recommend it if it's been warm. But <laughs> like a hot summer day, you've got a Corona with a lime and a little bit of salt, and like you, you can't have a bad day.
0: Yeah, and and that's throwing that that lime, man. A little bit of salt on the Oh, mm-hmm. it's great. So yeah, I mean, we hope that. Uh, I, I, anything else to add on this one? I'm trying to think if, I mean, I definitely enjoy the, the experience of when you have people together, capping it off with uh, a drink or two, just, just almost as like a, like a fellowship thing. There's something about that sharing the experience with somebody. And again, not chasing the buzz, not chasing the, oh, I'm going to get, I can't even remember the last time I had a headache. Honestly, I, It's not something that I want to be doing. I don't want to be waking up like, Ugh. Um, I would much rather be ready to take on the next day and know that I had also some fun with somebody or uh, I was able to cap that experience off. So, Sean, you know, when you come out here, or, uh, I'll be out in San Diego here coming up. So that's something we can we can shoot to do. Maybe get a marg yeah yeah get a mark i just saw a thing
1: on on instagram actually it was like best margaritas in san diego so i made sure to save that because i want to do there are some places that do margarita flights where you can get different flavored yeah i know i'm definitely down see again using (laughs) social media with intent playing that's right find the flights find the margarita (laughs) flights, (laughs) people find the flights
0: (laughs) (laughs) oh man
1: i i really i really enjoy it and i i look forward to to doing that social aspect and getting out there again and,
0: and, and doing that. Beautiful. Well, whether you enjoy it or not, whether you enjoyed this episode or not, Sean and I are here every single week. We thank you for being here till the end. It has been a pleasure once again, to to walk you through some of the things that have really changed our lives for the better. And we'll continue to bring you content here. I believe Sean is going to be, he's going to be out of town. He's going to be out in the, in the middle of the, the the what it's washington right washington state yep i'll
1: be up in uh kettle falls washington right near the border with canada i'll be there all of next week doing uh uh hunting shooting and outdoor Killing. skinning <laughs> skinning so tune in next time <laughs> i what will the uh, podcast. not be here next week but we will definitely <laughs> cover cover spend an episode to talk about the trip and i'm really excited to tell
0: everybody about it that's right and we will bring it to you with with the utmost vigor after sean brings me my elk meat that i can uh <laughs> that i can eat and feel like i've never felt before joe rogan told me that i would feel unbelievably powerful so i'm gonna i believe it let's do it unbelievably powerful Thanks a lot, listeners. Take care. Thank you for listening to another episode of the How to Hobby Podcast. If you've enjoyed what you've heard, please give us a like and or follow us wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks a lot and take care.